Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Long Hauling with Lady Leah, brought to you from Oceanside, California. Yeah, I love it here. The weather's beautiful today. Too bad I can't be out in it, because I'm sitting in my bed, stuck here, seemingly. So the big news, the big news, the big news is, if you have post-COVID syndrome that has cause you to become bedridden or otherwise unable to work your regular job, um, you may now qualify for Social Security. But not just qualify for Social Security, you may be able to get your application fast-tracked. All you need is a doctor's diagnosis that you do have post-COVID syndrome. Now, I understand some of you are having a lot of trouble finding a doctor who will actually diagnose post-COVID syndrome. They've just not seen it enough. So you need to find yourself a doctor who treats post-COVID syndrome in your area. Um, Ask for word of mouth, contact your infectious diseases um, department of any medical school that may be nearby you. Um, Or even just look up on Google Maps, post-COVID syndrome doctor. You might be lucky there. Uh, Here, Perlman Clinic is capable of diagnosing um, post-COVID syndrome, and um, I recommend them. They're very, very good, and very thorough, and very fair. So anyway, you can now apply for Social Security. How do you do that? You go to ssa.gov. That's S as in Sam, S as in Sam, A as in America, dot G as in great, O as in Oscar, V as in victory, ssa.gov. And you click on, first you want to read the checklist before you go through the process of starting an application only to find that you're not eligible. So there's a little button that says check if you're eligible. Click on that, answer all the questions, and it'll tell you if you're eligible or not. Um, If you disagree with that, you're welcome to apply. Um, I, at one point in my life, was on Social Security Disability. Actually, I was on SSI because the bulk of my work experience was in the military. So um, I don't qualify for SSA. I had to qualify for SSI as my numbers were not there. Military people don't pay into Social Security. Anyway, um, so I had to go through the process of applying for Social Security uh, right after my divorce for depression, essentially, actually bipolar and PTSD. Uh, PTSD is my primary diagnosis prior to post-COVID syndrome. So anyway, uh, they first automatically denied my claim, and then I appealed, and then I went through the first appeal, and I failed, and so I got a lawyer. And the lawyer took half, and I got approved. That's what it seemed to be, the way that this process works. I believe at the time I went through it, it was probably very corrupt because it seemed like the only people that get approved are the ones that are willing to give half of the benefits that they're due to a lawyer. 
So, you know, I can't prove it, but the way it was looking, I would say something smelled in that pot of fish. But moving on to the present, hopefully that system has calmed down now and and uh, a fast-track application means just that, a fast-tracked application. So uh, good luck. I'd like you to uh, come to my Facebook page uh, on the day you start your application and say, hey, I am starting my application for post-COVID syndrome disability. I want to let you guys know that I started it and wish me luck. And then... Keep us updated, and we'll see how long people are actually taking to get their benefits approved. Um, another place you can find information out about uh, post-COVID syndrome disability is at the ADA website, which is stands for Americans with Disabilities Act. So it's ADA.gov. A for Apple, D as in dog, A as in Apple, A-D-A dot gov. Okay, so there's that. Um, and the next thing. Oh, I wanted to go over some symptoms with everybody because I know that I've spoken a ton about the brain fog that comes along with post-COVID syndrome. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I've also talked a bit about... Um, the body aches, but I realize that uh, that really doesn't cover even half. I mean, that's like two little tiny things out of major list of, of um, symptoms. So even though I generally don't like to read to you when I'm uh, doing these recordings, I'm going to read a little bit um, about the kind of things I go through on a day-to-day -day basis. I keep a log for my doctor. So, and some of this is kind of personal, but hey, being sick is personal. Symptoms and events is what I call it. I put it on my notepad on my iPhone. And um, I say April 8th through the night, at, or April 8th at 9 p.m. I was feeling a bit better today after an infusion of 1.5 liters of electrolytes and vitamins last night. I ate a banana for breakfast, and I got three shredded beef tacos from Chipotle. Yuck, right? Not good for me, but my husband was there, so I said, yeah, I'll take tacos. Anyway, I was barely able to eat even a single taco at lunch, and I just finished my second one when I began to feel flush and then started coughing, and that got to be an almost uncontrollable cough, and then I vomited. So I had to take the Ondestron, um, Ondestron, which is also known as, I think it's something, Flomax or something. Oh, well, I have the name wrong, but yeah, the brain fog right there. Anyway, sublingual and drank vitamin water, and I think I avoided vomiting anymore for the rest of the night. April 12th, right arm aches from elbow radiating up to shoulder and down to index and second finger. Really intense pain. That's after I took my pain medication. April 14th, 2.30 a.m., woke up 
pain in lower right abdomen. Not there yesterday. I passed the stomp test. What is that? What am I talking about? Uh, the stomp test. If you ever suspect that you might have appendicitis, you stand up and you stomp your right foot down on the ground as hard as you can. If it causes severe pain, go to the doctor immediately. It's probably your appendix. Uh, if it doesn't do anything, don't worry about it. Or pay attention to it, but it's not your appendix. Okay, so I passed the stomp test. The gastro doctor said that it was in the location where the small intestine meets the large. The gastro put me on polyethylene glycol, hopefully to get my gut moving normally, but said it could take some time. Um, slightly queasy thinking about eating food. April 15th, on tax day. <laughs> for a few days now, my sense of taste and smell have become triggers for vomiting. <clears throat> I absolutely cannot stand the smell of fat frying. My husband's chili and the aftertaste of drinks that I used to enjoy. It's making it much harder to find food that agrees with me. In other words, food that I can keep down. Today, I couldn't even handle rice, plain white rice. I don't think that the laxative polyethylene glycol that they have me taking is the right thing for me. To be on, considering my tendency towards dehydration, I feel very dehydrated, and I'm only on it two days. April 17th. I woke up on the 16th at 4 p.m. because I couldn't sleep the night before. I was cramping, but didn't have any urge to go to the bathroom. I also didn't eat much during the day. No fruits were ripe enough. Then I got really hungry, and I decided on some grapes. I ate two small groupings, washed them, and nibbled all the late night hours, just cramping and rocking myself. I drowsed off at between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. I fell fully, fully asleep at noon on the 16th. When I awoke, I was completely dehydrated. <clears throat> the skin on my hands stuck together when I pinched it, and it was the longest standing skin pinch test I've ever done. I don't know if you know about this, but I'm going to describe what I'm talking about here. If you feel you're dehydrated, you take your flat hand, um, put it on a table or whatever, and pinch the skin on the back of your hand. And if it stays upright and stuck together, there's a very good chance you're dehydrated. It's a very easy way to find out. So call your doctor if you if your skin stays standing up and stuck together because you're probably dehydrated and you need to talk to them. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> okay. I knew I needed fluids and I felt weird and shaky, but I was alone and did not want to go to the hospital. I called IV. That's the company that I've been using to do my last two infusions with. And the broken episode is with an IV employee. Anyway, um, by six, the nurse was here, and she was great. By the way, she was really great, wasn't she? I took in the vitamin package plus 17,000 micrograms of vitamin C. 
I still felt dehydrated, and I thought she... Excuse me, one second. <coughs> Sorry, I have no cough button. <laughs> uh, oh, there. Okay, where was I? I thought she should give me the rest of the bag of fluids, but I don't know why I didn't say that to her. I should have. Too late. The needle was already out. Anyway, I ate grapes and drank another 64 ounces of water, and at one, I was puking my guts out. Despite being on polyethylene glycol for four days, I have only had one small BM. I thought for sure the infusion would help out, but it didn't. Okay, well, I'm going to skip what I did to take care of my BM, but I did take care of it. And moving on. 2.30 a.m., still awake, not even feeling like I need the bathroom. And skipping, skipping that. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. All right. April 18th. I got up early because I slept from 7 to 10 p.m. and then midnight to 5. So I felt pretty good about one-third of the day. But then I took a shower and everything changed. I got too hot, even though I keep my shower cool. I opened the window and the door. I just feel my legs were not going to hold me up. So I quickly got out and sat on the pot while going from hot to cold and then looking at my robe two feet away and wondering, how was I going to reach it? I finally mustered up the strength to try. First time a fail, second time success. I got dried and dressed and flung myself back into the bed. I ate some grapes. I did stuff around the kitchen. And then I lay down and watched TV. I was reminded that I had to take my blood pressure meds. So I took my blood pressure and it was super high. So I took my meds and an hour later it was better. Now it's 7 p.m. and I'm ready to sleep. April 21st, 2022. That would be today. <laughs> Woke up queasy. Took Zofran, also known as Ondecetron. Got my stomach under control, I think. But by 11.40, I was vomiting and shaky and suddenly got the worst sciatic nerve pain uh, that I have ever had since when I first got it in Jamaica about 25 years ago. Uh, it's on my left hip of my left side. It actually makes me jump in pain like a lightning bolt has struck. So that's just a week's worth of symptoms to give you an idea. And I'm, you know, of course I'm not reading you all of my symptoms because some are very private. Maybe I'll eventually get the guts to be a little more open with some of the private stuff, but I'm just not there yet. God bless you for listening. Um, please share my podcast because... I want to help other people. The more people who start interacting with me on the Facebook page, telling their stories, sharing their ideas, uh, the better this podcast will be and the more people we can help. God bless you. Have a great weekend coming up. And we'll catch you on the rebound. <laughs>